Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome into another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Can breathe a little bit better this week, Bob. No uh, yeah. no sinus infection to deal with, so hopefully it's coming across a little clearer, and we appreciate all those that have tuned in. Hey, this is an exciting week. A lot of you that have been tuning in and following us on social media are anxious to hear the big announcement of those that have won a brand-new Maverick driver from Callaway Golf. Huh? This is going to be exciting. The randomizer's done its work. We got some names, huh? We have three names. Oh, man. Stay tuned. One we'll announce this. social platform, Instagram, Perfect. Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, we're going to announce that coming up here on the show. We're going to post it on our social as well. Thank you to all those who jumped on board and followed us. And if you haven't done so, hey, there's reasons. Hey, you want to be a part of it? Jump on and give us a follow at Real Golf on Twitter, at Real Golf Radio on Instagram and Facebook. All right, we got also some really good discussions and, and things to talk about this week. We would love to be talking about Pebble Beach. We'd love to reminisce about some great stories from the from the Crosby clam bake and, and talk to the caddy about some cool stuff that he's seen there on the Monterey Peninsula over the years. But we have to tackle the great distance debate. The USGA, mm-hmm. the RNA, announcing officially golf has a distance problem. There's a lot to get yes, to here, Bob. Yeah, and there's a lot to it. There's a lot of different uh, factors that go into it. You know, you got the you got the players, you got the courses, you got the equipment. There's a lot of things that go into it, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I want to get your opinion, your insights, your thoughts, because there are some basic questions that we need to answer. We're going to go over exactly what was uh, let um, was revealed, I should say, from the research that the RNA and the USGA did, but and and what they expect to do from it now. But but fundamentally. We have to ask ourselves some questions. One, do you agree with their their synopsis that, A, golf has a distance problem? And if you do, what do you think is the cause of this distance problem? And Correct. three, what do you think ought to be done about it? So those are the things that we got to get into and really start break down because these, these kinds of decisions, this very topic has massive 
impact on all aspects of the game, not only from the highest level competing on the PGA Tour and their play, but also from a golf course architect and maintenance standpoint and a business decisions and operations from those involved in the business of golf. We got to get into all of it. We'll take a short break and we'll do so next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. To be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. AI has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every Maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set, while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting Callaway. They don't want to stop pushing the limits. That's why they use their artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons, and they're available in retail stores 
right now. Get on out there, check it out, hit it, feel it, see what you think. And you know what? There's distance out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. You can get it through the new Callaway Maverick irons and more information available at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. And you know what? I get it, right? I get it. The irony that Callaway is our (laughs) title sponsor, that they're the number one irons in golf and that their pursuit and the name of their irons and their woods is Maverick. And they're saying it, there's distance out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. And that might be a good place to start. Be, well, well, we have to start from the very beginning. But I want to get the touch on this. That's one of the reasons when I talk about business. Okay, Callaway and other manufacturers, not only from just major equipment companies, but on down the line, have yeah. invested in in the best research, the best development teams, the best marketing teams, and they have put together patents and oh, so on and so forth. This business of trying to help others enjoy the game by hitting it further, hitting it straighter, be able to try to do what they see what the guys on TV do that have yeah. vastly more skill set than what they have. And so being that it's a very difficult game, technology can help us all improve. And that also opens up this whole bifurcation discussion. So I get the irony of it, and you don't need to at me. I, I get it. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. But, Bob, first of all, let me ask you the basic question that the USGA came up with. They said that we golf has a distance problem. Do you agree with that statement? Okay. So I think golf might have a distance problem because what they're basing it on their report, their 99 paint report, it focuses exclusively on the high skilled, as it says here, mailed golfers for whom more information is readily available. So from 2003 to 2019, the governing bodies noted that the average drive of the 20 longest hitters on the PGA Tour and the European Tours has increased to 310 yards, the average drive. Okay. So what they're basing this whole premise on is the elite golfers. They're not basing the premise on the amateur golfer and what goes on in the amateur game. So they've got two sets of you've got they've got two th- sets of things going on right now, which is ripe and open for bifurcation and making it an elite game for the top players and the professionals and the competitors and the and and the amateur game which you can still compete in that kind of thing, but it's a different, it should be a different set of rules. Okay. So you believe that there is potentially, if not factually a, or, or in your opinion, a distance issue in professional golf. I do, but not yeah, necessarily I, for the amateur golfer. No, I agree. Okay. All right. Those, those, those are, that's my preface. That's my understanding. And, you know what? And I, uh, I, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, the thing is, is, and you you pointed out they suggested that they don't want to have two separate sets of rules and yet they're essentially saying there are two separate sets of issues here and that they're going to call it what you will local rule or otherwise they're going to say that maybe something needs to be done somewhere between these two divides right yeah and the interesting thing is they also said uh, mike davis said this is a long-term process this is a multi-year process and a collaborative process and they need everybody to work together in the golf industry and be engaged. Okay. Second thing is what do you think should be done about, or just, I should say, what do you think is the cause of this distance problem? 
Well, I think I think there's a couple of things. I think first of all, I think you look at the players and especially the tour players, how much stronger they are. Um, it used to be when my dad played on tour. My dad was five eleven. Okay. Um, and we how still often see did he work that, out? What? How often did your dad work out? Never. <laughs> Never. Not a chance. Every night he, he when he felt, went to dinner. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> On his table muscle. <laughs> but, but there, I mean, back in my, in my dad's day, there weren't a lot of guys that, uh, that were real tall. I mean, you saw George Archer and, and a couple of other guys, but, but they weren't fit like players are now. So you've got these, these guys that are really strong. They work out a couple times a day, even the smaller guys like Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas. Um, and, but, but then you've got these big guys like like over six feet, six feet two, six feet three. Tony Tony Finau six three, and we saw this last week how far he hits it. Um, but you get you get these bigger guys uh, with bigger swing arcs. They they hit the ball further because um, of physics and okay. and being able to be able to create create more club head speed. So, so one it's, is is it's physique. The player. Okay, the player. What you want? The one, player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then you've got equipment. You've got golf clubs that are easier to hit, um, especially drivers. You've got golf clubs now that are uh, almost 46 inches long that most of the guys are playing. Uh, when Tiger won the the Masters in 1997, he was using a steel shaft with a 43-and-a-half-inch driver. Um, that allowed him to hit the ball more in the fairway. Guys are hitting 45, 46-inch drivers now. They're using graphite shafts, some of them lighter shafts, um, some of them heavier shafts. So, so I think equipment, golf ball doesn't spin as much, um, so it's able to bore through the, the air better. Um, it, they're high launch, low spin golf balls, which less drag allows the ball to get through the air better and, and go further. So equipment would be another one. And then also the maintenance of, of golf courses. They cut the fairways down tight. Um, in, in major championships, for the most part, the fairways are pretty fast. The ball is going to run a long ways. I mean, even last week in Phoenix, um, uh, Webb Simpson hit a three wood that once, once it hit the ground, it ran for, for 60 yards. Um, so you see fairways that are running faster. Rough is not as high. And, uh, and then you see greens that are receptive where a guy can hit a shot into a green uh, it's going to take a couple bounces. They're going to spin back, or it's going to, you know, it's going to stop in its position. So, conditions of golf courses also. Those are the four things that I see that are the things that all contribute to distance. All right. So that that and see, see that therein lies the complicated matter that we're dealing with here because you can't just point to as uh, as Jack would say the golf ball. Just roll the golf ball back. That'll solve right. everything. Uh, you can't say it's all you roll back all equipment. You can't all of a sudden change golf courses completely. You you certainly can't tell athletes that they can't continue to improve their physical stature and and uh, their 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 athleticism. So all of those things create challenges. What do we do about it now? What's the remedy? Uh, we got to talk about that. We'll take some time to talk about it. The caddy joins us next. We'll get his insights on that. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hi. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Bokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, just a reminder, uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to Dave Neville with Callaway Golf. We're going to get the latest insight on the new Maverick irons that are in stores and available this weekend. You can also find more details at CallawayGolf.com. The all-new Maverick irons and uh, hybrids as well. They're killing it in the Golf Digest hot list. So check it out. Go to your favorite store. Go put your fingers on them. Take a couple swings. See how they feel. And well, get yourself all ready for golf season with the new Maverick irons. In the meantime, let's welcome in America's favorite caddy. 
There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, that caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and I'm excited to have him on this week. we got a big topic, this new discussion about distance. Hey, Houston, we have a problem with distance, according to the USGA. Caddy, how are you, man? New, new discussion? New, new discussion? Well, it's official. Let's, let's say it this way. It's officially a discussion now. I, I, I figured I thought it was officially a discussion about 15 years ago. Well, it's officially, officially a discussion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think it jacked up when the Pro V1 came out. Well, <laughs> maybe the big maybe the big Bertha, but really the Pro V1, I think, was the time when it was like, whoa, what's going on here? I, that, that's what I remember. Remember you could steam it and it would really go forever and all that kind of stuff. I think it was, yeah. when, I think it was when they started uh, using metal in the golf club industry. Composite chat. Yeah, there's, there's interesting tech, technology changes because if you think about it, for a long time, you had steel shafts, wooden heads, and wound balls. Hey, wait, wait, wait. No, for a long time, we had wooden shafts and feathery balls. That's, that's correct. But yeah. for a long time, you had steel, steel, steel shafts, wooden heads, and wound balls for a significant amount of time. And I don't know that. I'd like to know, did, did the guys in, in 1980 hit it a whole lot longer than Sam Snead did in 1945? I don't think they did. I don't think the length increased a whole ton in that time. You hear these stories of Sam hitting it 300 yards. So yeah, that's, you know, that was a huge drive in 1980. 300 was massive. So that's what I'm saying is you, you, they would have had some improvements along the way there, but it was probably – relatively similar and then all of a sudden when compositor metal heads came out and graphite chats have been around but weren't really useful and now all of a sudden they were so now you had a lighter longer club head bigger sweet spot and then we jumped to the two-piece ball which was the huge jump from wound to piece and then the progression's gone on from there so. Well, it's and it's not only it's not only the wound and two piece, but it's also the engineers that are able to um, engineer those dimple patterns and stuff like that, so the ball can stay in the air longer, that it launches higher, doesn't spin as much, that kind of stuff. Let me before yeah, we get to, wait, hang on, Caddy. Before we get too far down this rabbit hole, I, I got to just ask you the question that the USGA has posed, and that is their their findings is that we have a problem. The game has a problem with distance. Do you think that the distance that the ball is hit today is a problem for the game of golf? At the pro level, one hundred percent. At every other level, probably not. Okay. Or the amateur amateur level, high level of golf, the the one half of one percent that plays at that level, amateurs and pros, yeah, there's a problem. The problem is, at Firestone, you used to walk off a green and go right over to the next tee. Now you take a right turn and go the other direction 140 yards. And if you do that 14 times around, your round is a half an hour longer just because it takes you longer to walk there. At Torrey Pines, on the 14th green to the 15th tee, U.S. Open tee, is, I believe, 180 yards. Maybe 200. I have to measure it. Backwards. Backwards. So 
if you if you complain about rounds being slower today, well, knock thirty minutes off them because you're walking that much further now. Okay. Now that's a valid that's a valid concern. I'm I'm, I'm down yep. with that. Next valid concern is all the classic golf courses, virtually two of two of one, virtually everyone, Cypress Point excluded, but they don't play tournaments there. But virtually everyone has had to make all these changes, cost lots of money, maybe hurt the original design of the course and all this and that to accommodate the one half of 1% who's hitting it 40 yards longer than they did 30 years ago. So I would argue, and I'm guessing here, I don't know the numbers on this, but I would, I would guess in 1945 and in 1980, the jump in distance was maybe five yards, maybe 10, but it wasn't 30 or 40 like it's been over the last 20 years. So it's a shame that they've take, let's take, let's take football. They, they don't have to make the field 110 yards long because it's players against players. Baseball. Yeah. You, you could argue baseball. If the ball's getting juiced, it's flying longer. Do you have to adjust the stadiums? Now imagine if they had to rebuild the, the fences on all the major league stadiums. That's basically what they've done in professional golf. Mm. So yeah, uh, it's a big problem. Okay, so the, to, so to, oh sorry, go oh, ahead, wait Bob. a second. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. You do a lot of you do a lot of yardage books, and you know what golf courses look like, and the conditions of golf courses, and that kind of thing. There's things they can do to a golf course to slow it up, so the ball doesn't go further. Uh, what you know, whether it's deeper rough, which we've talked about, whether it's slowing up the fairways by making them softer, and and um, maybe not cutting the grasses tight. And then uh, what you always say that you've got to make the, the greens firm and hard. Would that all bring back the ability for those guys to, uh, to maybe not hit it, hit it or not want to hit it as far um, and scores go up. I don't think you want to limit the guys from hitting it as far as they can. I, I think you want to limit it as far as they can hit it. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I want, Look, everybody has always loved watching a guy bomb a drive. I remember reading a thing about, uh, it's probably Herbert Warren Wynn who wrote it, but he said everybody loved Sam Sneak because he could bomb it. And everybody loved a long hitter. And look, there, we've always had long hitters before the golf ball and never all the equipment got super long. So the argument is, well, the fans love to watch guys hit it long. Yeah, well, they loved, hit, they loved watching guys hit it long when 280 was long. It's no different than now. They love watching Don Daly fly corners that no one else could fly. But he wasn't as long as they are now. So it's, it's relative. It's all relative. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's changed the game. It, I don't know that it's, it has changed the game some, but what it's really done is that it's kind of ruined a lot of classic golf courses. It's taken out what they used to be. It's, it's made them – number nine, I always point to number nine at Firestone, Bob. Everybody used to drive it into that hill and have like a four iron off an uphill side hill liar or a five iron or a six iron if you killed it. Now the whole world flies the hill. They put the tee back 30 yards. Everybody flies that hill and hits a sandwich in there. It's a joke how much easier it is to play that golf course than it used to be. It's got to be three shots easier now. Yeah, 450-yard par fours um, back in the, in the 70s and 80s were like monstrous. Oh yeah, and, and and now we're and now we're seeing 500 plus in major championships. Yeah, I think the bigger problem is is that 
it also has really exaggerated the difference between the average Joe and the professional. The pros yeah. used to hit it. The pros always hit it longer than amateurs do. But now there's pros who hit it 60 yards past other pros. That didn't really exist. I worked for one of the shortest hitters on the tour. And Davis Love was the same age as me in college. And he came out there when I started caddying. And he was about 30 yards longer than the short guy. What, I mean, the short guys now are, they could be 60, 70, 80 by, behind the guy. But is that necessarily equipment or golf ball, or is that players being stronger and fitter and that kind of thing too? Um, I think it's mostly equipment and golf ball because I think, now this is, again, not a technical analysis because I don't know the real answers here, but I believe that guys, um, I believe longer hitters get a disproportionate jump or a proportionate jump, which means a lot gaining 10% at 300 is more than gaining 10% at 270. It's, it's only three yards, but that's what I'm saying is they get, they probably get, I know a lot of guys felt like the longer guys got a lot longer and the shorter guys got a little longer. That's what you heard a lot. Now, is that really true? Now you got to ask the tech guys about that. The thing I look I at really... is I, 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 you guys are older than I am, so you saw a lot of these guys. But I look back at, you know, even Billy Casper back in the day wasn't that large of a man. Arnold Palmer was not that big of a guy. Jack, for being as long as he was, wasn't huge. Sam Snead was pretty thin. You know, I, I hear about the stories of Frank Stranahan, you know, and how big that guy was and the fact that he could bomb it out there. And, you know, so there, there's, there's a few, like, outliers uh, back in the day of guys that were just big. You know, I don't know that the game ever really realized that you'd have a Dustin Johnson, a Tony Finau, a Brooks Kepka looking player that was out there playing golf and swinging the way they are. So uh, I have I, I probably agree with you, Caddy, that that is the case, that the longer, longer than the short now. But m- I think a lot of it has to do with the physique. No, I disagree with that. I think you had uh, what I'm saying is, is that the, the, there were certainly guys gosh, I mean, let's go back to Greg Norman. Nobody's ever been in as good a shape as Greg Norman. He was ridiculous. And, and for the probably time. Sam Snead, and probably Sam Snow. To, to pair, you see Greg Norman right now at age 60? There's probably not 10 guys on tour who are in the same shape he's in, and he's 60-something, he's 60 three years old. He's probably better than all but 10, in better shape than all but 10 guys playing the PGA Tour right now. Mm, uh, we we can agree up. to disagree on that, but okay. Put him up. Put him up there. I mean, I'm not saying he's strong as strong as he was, but he's in ridiculous shape. But he always has been. But I, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look at Arnold Palmer. That guy was ripped when he was young. He's probably as strong as anybody now. And so was Jack. Jack was big, but he was strong. And and Sam Snead. I'm pretty sure Sam was super strong when he was 25 years old, as strong as anybody is now. Um. So I. I think, are there more guys who are physically able, capable of, of generating speed? Yes. But, Bob, what happens, one big difference is, if you generated that kind of speed with the older golf balls and spinny balls and different equipment, right. it went sideways. You couldn't play. As a, right. You couldn't play golf. We, you, kind of play, you can kind of play golf now as long drive contest and wedge and putt pro golf now it was never like that until recently so 
I don't know if that's such a good thing. Tony Finau doesn't play like that. Tony Finau could play like that. He doesn't play like that. He can hit it 40 yards longer. You've seen that video. He's not, oh, yeah. He's not doing that. He's not doing that, but some guys are doing that. Mm. So, Interesting. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of young players, if you watch stuff on video, you watch what people are doing, I think the direction is maybe to try to play like that. I think that's how Matthew Wolf is trying to play. Let's hit it as far as we can. Swing, you know, max out. Like I'm national long drive on the tour, right? I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not necessarily trying to be the best driver I can be. I'm going to be the longest hitter I can be, and then see if I can play from that. But it, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. And do you think Ooh. something should be done with that? It's well, the wrong direction. It could be could be could be grumpy old man. I w- what I will point to all the time though is the the shame of it at all. That what is a shame is that we had to alter all these great golf courses to accommodate this for a very tiny handful of people. It just seemed a shame that it got to there. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm I'm all for making it easier to hit a golf ball solid because that's one of the hardest things on the planet and it's what draws everybody to the game. Hitting a shot solid is it. That's what gets you. So any equipment that can make it easier to hit a ball solid, I'm all for that. But distance is relative. If 200 yards was super long, then 200 yards would be plenty. If 700 yards was super long, then 700 yards would be plenty. Well, forever and ever, 300 yards used to be super long, and you didn't have to alter any golf courses. You didn't have to do anything like that because it kind of was the same forever, and then all of a sudden now we had to add on 30 yards on every hole. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but that's good. We'll continue the discussion. Appreciate the insights, Caddy. All right. I don't know if you can get the horse back in the barn, though. That's the, right? That's, <laughs> that's the that, whole point. That's the point. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Uh, speaking of distance, we're going to switch gears and talk about some new equipment next. Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, joins us as we continue here on Real Golf Radio. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. 
Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence. A powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on Real Golf Radio. Time to uh, get into an equipment deep dive. One of our favorite guests joining us right now is the Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf. You've heard him on the show before. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the all-new Maverick Driver and Fairway Woods. We're going to talk a little irons and uh, under the same name, Dave Neville joining us right now. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hi, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. And um, by the way, congrats on the success. Uh, what, what a great Maverick launch. Uh, from everything I can see from tour numbers, obviously I just got my hot, uh, Golf Digest hot list, and I'm going through there and seeing uh, all of the great uh, stars on there and everything making gold on the hot list. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, we just have a lot of momentum. Uh, it's, been, it's been awesome out on tour. Mark Leesman getting the win at at Torrey Pines, and then, of course, you know, the Golf Digest, uh, five stars for innovation, perfect score in the Fairway Woods, 20 and 20 stars, hybrids, 20 and 20 stars. Um, you kind of ran the table there on the on the gold medal. So it, it's something a lot of people look at, and, and we're proud of it. Um, and sales have been going uh, really well. And I got people sending me their TrackMan numbers, which I, I love to see <laughs> on Twitter. So that's a lot of fun. Hey, let's talk so, some irons. This is uh, this is interesting. The irons I'm playing, you actually did not come out with a replacement um, for uh, for the Apex 19s. Uh, those are still in the hot list and still right up there. But we do have new Maverick irons. Uh, t- talk us through. We got three versions of the new Maverick irons. Yeah, I mean it's continuing our theme with AI and artificial intelligence. So these are the first irons we've ever designed using artificial intelligence and machine learning. So what does that mean for the golfer? Well, it means that there is a unique face for every single iron, and not just every single iron, but every loft of every iron. So the three iron is different from the four iron, different from the five, different from the six. 
So what you see with a lot of other companies is they basically design the seven iron, then they use the spreadsheet to design down to the three and up to the pitching wedge. Well, that's not the case with Maverick. Every single iron is unique and different. That's because each iron has a different uh, job to do. So, so tell us some of those features and benefits. You've got um, flash face cup technology. Of course, you've got the, the tungsten energy core and also your, your microspheres. How do those all relate to that new flash face or that uh, AI face? Yeah, so the AI uh, we're calling our flash face cup, and that's what I was saying in terms of the topography is different and unique because, say, in a three or four iron, you're, you're prioritizing ball speed, and launch angle. And then as you move toward the middle iron, you're, you're looking at spin rate and also ball speed. But as you get to the, the 9P and the A, you're looking more at spin rates and descent angles. So each of these irons is designed differently for, for each of the unique jobs. The tungsten energy core is all about getting that weight low and deep. And that allows us to have a really deep CG, which means you launch the ball higher in the air and then we're able to strengthen the loft. You know, we're accused of loft jacking all the time. But we're actually able to strengthen the loft with the tungsten energy core to get the launch that you want. And then finally, the urethane microspheres are all about feel. You just get incredible feel from them. And they have these tiny air bubbles, so the face is still able to flex. So we have some of our best technologies that are coming even from our Epic Force iron. And now we're bringing them to Maverick, which is in the core, the meat of the market. I want to ask you about the three models that you have available but you brought up loft jacking, and uh, first of all, is that such a big deal? I mean, I get it, right? If you're simply changing the lofts and putting a different number on it, then yeah, you're messing with guys because now you're talking about trajectory, you're talking about the approach angle and things like that. You can't just do that or you're, you're going to have uh, nine irons that are coming in hot like eight irons, not how you want them to. But if you can get the launch characteristics correctly, but you can then give a little less loft so that you can pick up some distance with while still maintaining the launch characteristics, I don't see how that's a bad thing. But it, apparently there are those that just are relentless about it. Yeah, I mean, we take a lot, a lot of heat about it, but I think people are kind of misinformed uh, on this issue because they see loft as the be-all and end-all, and that is just one part of the whole dynamics of the golf club. You know, the launch angle is really important. The spin rates, the descent angles, all those things are really important. But as you, you said, Brian, when you get the center of gravity using the tungsten really low and deep, the ball launches higher in the air. And then our face cup itself, the splash face cup, is good for about one to one and a half degrees of launch in itself. So that if you don't strengthen the loft, your ball is going to be ballooning. And I think that's what people don't understand. They expect with these irons that are, they're, they're players distance irons. They're meant for, for distance. Uh, that if you, if you don't strengthen the loft, you're going to have balls that shoot straight up in the air and people are not going to be able to control them. So... I mean, we always laugh about it that we're say that we're required to, to, to strengthen the loft. But when you strengthen the loft, you get more ball speed. You're still getting the launch angle that you're you're looking for. So tell us about the three models and uh, the types of players that would would play with each of these individual models. Yeah, this is really important because we actually have changed this a little bit from where we were with Rogue. So with with Rogue, we had Rogue Standard, Rogue Pro, and Rogue X, and we've changed it a little bit up with with Maverick. So we'll start with the Maverick standard. This is going to be the iron that has the stronger loft we were just talking about there. This is going to be our longest iron. It's kind of like with the driver, the Maverick standard driver, that's our fastest shape. That's our, our longest driver. 
Same thing with the Maverick standard. So this is a game improvement iron. You know, it's going to be good for anybody. Maybe there's a seven handicap up to a 15 plus handicap. That's kind of meat of the market. That's the Maverick standard, our longest iron. Then you have the Maverick Max, and we've changed this from where we were with Rogue X. Maverick Max now, this is going to be our easiest to hit iron and easiest to launch iron, typically for the higher handicapper, typically 15 and above. It's got a wider sole. It's got thicker top line. It's the easiest to launch iron that we have. Still very long, but it's going to be super forgiving, easy to launch. And then the Maverick Pro Iron, which is a phenomenal, beautiful, beautiful iron, has all of the technologies we were talking about. So the AI face, the flash face cup, urethane, microspheres, tungsten energy core, but in that player's package in a really compact shape. It's kind of somewhere between, I would say, Apex and Apex Pro in terms of the shaping. So definitely a better player, iron, single-digit um, player, you know, probably someone who's in the 3-8 to eight handicap range. They want to look at the pro. Somebody likes to, to work the ball, but still very forgiving because it has all of that technology. So really wide lineup. We feel like this is going to fit a ton of different golfers. I love it. And then you still have your uh, your Apex Pros and Apex that are available, right, for uh, those that are looking for more of that just players uh, type, yeah, type approach. Yeah, huh? for the – the players' performance, these are our, our forged irons. You know, the Apex won a high honor. It got a perfect score, 20 to 20 stars, back-to-back years in the hot list. And you just never see that for any product. Irons are not irons. Usually in the second year, it's either not on the list or it goes down. This was perfect score both years. It's just a phenomenal iron. That's the, the Apex iron. That's the players. And Apex Pro is really a tour iron, really, for your, your better players. Players like Xander Shoffley, Phil Mickelson. Um, have those in the bag. I don't want to forget the uh, the women golfers either because Maverick, we have two dedicated women's irons. So we have the Max W, we have a Max W Lite. And the difference between the two is basically the, the amount of tungsten to so the weight of the head and also the weight of the shaft. So our Max W Lite is going to be super light using a 40-gram shaft, light, lighter head, get you down to like a C, C0 to C2 swing weight, so really light swing weight. And then the the regular Max W is going to be this, in the C8, C9 uh, swing weight, and that's for, for players, women golfers generally who are swinging a, a little bit faster. They both use the helium shaft, and they have the, the Lampkin women's sonar grip, so really premium package there as well. First time ever we've had two dedicated women's models, and, and we're pretty pumped about that. Nice. Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, we focused a lot on the driver. We kind of touched on the hybrid and fairways the last time, but man, you've got 20 and 20 stars on both the fairways and hybrids. You just mentioned the fairway. Again, I think it's hard to switch three woods a lot of times. So tell me, why am I going to want to switch this other than I'm excited about the new Maverick stuff? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, the fairway wood, this thing is just absolutely incredible. It's, it's the first time I've ever seen that we basically put the driver type of into a fairway wood. The targets that we're looking at from a CT measurement are right up there with where we are with the driver. We use the all-new face material. It's the first fairway wood that we've used with the AI face, with the flash face, fully optimized flash face. And we, we, we made some changes to the leading edge as well, so they're some of the easiest to launch fairway woods that, that we've ever had with just incredible ball speed. We have a new fairway in there, the Max, which is totally different totally different shape than we've ever had. A shallower shape, big big profile, but a shallow shape with a really low leading edge 
and it has a draw weight that you can put in there as well. And it's the first draw fairway wood we've ever had. So the Max is absolutely crushing it at retail, doing really well, and then the fitting bays um, as well. The, the hybrids have been off to a great start. You know, we have three hybrids this time, uh, which we haven't done in the past. We're bringing the Pro Hybrid back, uh, which has the more fairway wood-like shape. We know there's a lot of golfers out there who like hybrids that are more fairway wood-like shape, and we've been making pretty much uh, iron-like hybrids for quite a while, and we've been number one doing that. So the Standard and the Max are going to have the iron-like shape, and then the Pro, for the better player, is going to have that fairway wood shape. People absolutely loving it. Like we said, 2020 stars on, on, the, on the hot list. And you can go all the way up to the eight hybrids. So the Ocho is in play. People can mix and match. We have the women's hybrids uh, available. It's just a really, really robust lineup that we're, we're super proud of. We call Bob Ocho, so he's all about that uh, eight hybrid. So, in fact, he's going to have all eight hybrids in there. So, uh, that that's that's what he is now—a hybrid bag. I don't play a hybrid. <laughs> you should. I play a three and a five wood, not a hybrid. Oh, that's right. He's racking up the woods. It's it's past hybrid. He's right into the fairway woods. He's going heaven wood on us. So, yeah, the eight hybrid goes all the way up to thirty-three degrees. You, you might need a helmet or some goggles there. So you don't <laughs> that's stuff. right. I love it. Hey, Dave, uh, well done, man. This is exciting stuff and uh, really cool. We appreciate your insights. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And just a reminder that the, the irons and hybrids, they're, they're in stores now. So you can go and get fit for those if you want to find out more about them. We have so much info out on CallawayGolf.com, Fitting Room Podcast, Callaway Talks, product videos, iron selector tools everything you want to, to learn more about these clubs out on CallawayGolf.com. Love it. Great reminder. This weekend, they're now available. Jump out and check them out. You can hit them, see them, feel them. Uh, this is the time to, to get your stuff and all your gear in shape. Dave, have a good one, man. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Bob. There you go. Thanks, Dave. Dave Neville, Senior Director, Brand Management, Callaway Golf, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. The new Callaway Maverick Irons, hybrids, fairway woods, drivers, they're all out there. The hot list is out. If you haven't seen the, the Golf Digest version, you want to check that out. You can uh, look and compare and tell you what, that's uh, nothing but love uh, for what they're doing there from an innovation standpoint and certainly a demand standpoint as well. Uh, and more information at CallawayGolf.com. Short break. More Real Golf Radio continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Thanks to Dave Neville for joining us. Thanks to the caddy for his insights. Still got a great back nine, hour number two, straight ahead. Mitch Voges, 1991 U.S. Amateur and Equipment Expert, will join us for this distance discussion. But right now it's time for our Hoops Vision. See what you've been missing, brought to you by Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Bob, on this See What You've Been Missing, this year the U.S. Open is played at Winged Foot. A lot of people wondering if Phil Mickelson might find some late years redemption at Wingfoot at the, this year's U.S. Open. But what are we missing? We're missing that he's not exempt to, to be into the tournament right now. He's 72nd in the world. The way he's going to have to get into the tournament is he's he's going to have to be in the top 60 um, in the world two weeks before the event, um, and he said he will not take a special exemption. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how he plays between now and then and if he gets in the U.S. Open. All right, we'll talk about some of the other comments that he made as well. So if we want to see that happen, we're going to have to see Phil play some good golf and find himself qualifying for the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. That's the See What You've Been Missing, brought to you by Hoops Vision. HoopsVision.com. Mention Real Golf Radio when you get a free comprehensive consultation and you could save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. People come from all over the world to the best at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two is next. The Great Distance Debate continues right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. President Trump making his first public remarks since being cleared of two articles of impeachment by the U.S. Senate yesterday. He spoke at the annual National Prayer Breakfast. Trump saying that he and his family and the nation have been put through a terrible ordeal by dishonest and corrupt people. Courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Before beginning his remarks, he held up a USA Today edition with the giant one-word headline, Acquitted. This is USA Radio News. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you, too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. A legend of Hollywood's golden age, Kirk Douglas, has passed away at the age of 103. After debuting on the big screen in 1946, some of his most famous films included Young Man with a Horn, Paths of Glory, and Spartacus. He's also the father of actor Michael Douglas. The latest on how the coronavirus is affecting some Americans, here's USA Radio's Wendy King. Two planes carrying hundreds of Americans from the epicenter of China's fast-spreading coronavirus outbreak arrived at California's Travis Air Base. The CDC's Dr. Henry Walk. We welcomed them to the U.S. Um, there was a pause um, uh, when they walked through the door. Um, I, uh, frankly, it was a very emotional uh, experience. The returning Americans will be quarantined for two weeks, as will 3,700 passengers on a cruise ship off Japan. Ten passengers, including an American, tested positive for the coronavirus. They were removed from the ship. This is USA Radio News. Friends and family, did you have a great night's sleep last night? I did. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I work better than I ever have. And you know what? You can have that health. You can have that good night's sleep if you order a MyPillow. Try it. Mike Lindell guarantees it. He's got a 60-day money-back guarantee on the MyPillow and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. A new human rights report says at least 138 people who were deported from the United States back to El Salvador have been killed since returning to that nation. Human Rights Watch releasing a report late yesterday saying that the majority of the deaths occurred less than a year after those deportees were returned, some within days. The report also documents about 70 cases of sexual assault or other violence against returning deportees. 
The U.S. Justice Department Civil Rights Division opening an investigation into conditions at four Mississippi prisons. Fifteen inmates have died at those prisons since just December. The Justice Department says the investigation will focus on whether the Mississippi Department of Corrections properly protects prisoners from physical harm. Authorities will also investigate whether there is adequate suicide prevention and mental health care at those prisons. A big winter storm slowing commutes today in the Midwest, and now that storm is heading east. It's expected to bring some snow to New England, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts under winter weather advisories. Up to five inches of rain could fall from Virginia up to southern New England, and the southeast is under a threat of some severe thunderstorms. And American astronaut Christina Koch safely back on Earth after setting a record for the longest single space flight by a woman. She was on the International Space Station for 328 days. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, appreciate Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, also America's favorite caddy who joined us in hour number one. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch us on uh, Twitter, at Real Golf. Also, Instagram and Facebook, at Real Golf Radio. Any of your favorite podcaster sites, those segments and then hour in its entirety will be available and uploaded there for you shortly. And I know you've been following us on social media. You've registered. You've retweeted. You've shared, you've done all the things, and you've entered to win a new Maverick driver from Callaway Golf. And we said, we'll give away three Maverick drivers from Callaway Golf. And uh, all you have to do is follow us on social media. Well, we have done that. We have drawn some names. We're not going to give them to you just yet. Stay tuned. Coming up at the end of the show, we will announce them, and then we'll post them on social media, and you'll be able to see the, the, the winners out there. So we're excited. Still to come, though, we're going to continue with the great distance debate that has uh, been raging this entire week, and will be continue to be a topic of conversation for the foreseeable future and the years to come, uh, no doubt about it. Huge ramifications uh, are on the line based on what the USGA and the RNA, the, the governing bodies in the game, decide to do. How will that affect the tour? How will that affect the amateurs? How will that affect 
affect the golf course operators? How will it affect the businesses around the game of golf? We'll talk about that as we continue. Mitch Vogt, the 1991 U.S. Amateur, and a bit of an innovator, a pioneer with uh, golf equipment and uh, custom fitting. He'll join us coming up here in just a moment, and uh, we'll uh, wrap it up with our own thoughts and announce the winner of the contest. But one of the things that's out there, Bob, that we mentioned is this whole idea of bifurcation. Is it really Mm -hmm. that ugly of a word? Is it such a bad thing for the game of golf if we had two separate sets of rules for the top elite players and the rest of the 99 percenters? No, you know, I don't think it is. In my opinion, it's not. The USGA is trying to get around this by saying that the PGA Tours, uh, the PGA Tour, the European Tour, those world tours can can have their own, um, what is it called, local rule? Yeah. Ba- basically, that's bifurcation. They can get them to to roll it back a little bit um, and, and get them to uh, maybe use a different ball or – different equipment or you know why um, they're doing that so that they can maintain the reason they're saying that is they can maintain control of the rules yeah exactly otherwise the pga tour will just say oh well well, here's we we play by our own set we're gonna do our own deal and then suddenly the usga and the rna have lost control of professional golf and that could be an interesting thing we'll get mitch voges's take on this coming up next uh he will share some stories and insights uh from his many years of experience in the game of golf next as real golf radio continues When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Saw from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, Almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen. 
Maverick, Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Uh, interesting week this week in the game of golf, as we've mentioned. Uh, this whole distance um, research project, I'm going to call it, by the USGA, where they're trying to figure out, is there a problem with distance in the game of golf? And they've come back and said, yep. We've got a problem, and it's distance. And now we got to figure out what it is that we're going to do about it. And uh, there are a lot of things, as, as we've been talking, that uh, we want to address. But we want to uh, get some feedback and solicit some input from guys that know. And uh, one of those that we want to reach out to is a guy that's uh, well-versed in the game of golf. Uh, this is a guy that used to call uh, play-by-play for major championships out on the PGA Tour, and uh, also a former U.S. Amateur champ back in 1991. He's a good friend of ours and always fun to talk golf. In fact, he was kind of on the leading edge, the forefront of golf customization and custom fitting uh, with his Max Out Golf Labs out there in Southern California. Mitch Voges, kind enough to join us right now. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. It's always good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to be with you as well. I, I hear your voice, and lots of memories come back from uh, Oak Hill and Whistling Straits. And, you know, it just uh, we, had, we had some good times. I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, I know you really wanted Bob to come along, and you just felt bad, so you invited me to come with. I know it was a kind of a package <laughs> deal, but I always appreciated the chance to be out there. <laughs> you know what? You surprised me. You were really good. Oh, but, uh, I'll, I'll pay you later. Days, no, <laughs> No, that was that was really fun. And, you know, we got a chance to do just the major championships. And like I always said, you know, I'll get up early to see who's playing well at Augusta or the British Open. I should, probably shouldn't say this, but I said, I, you know, I'm not going to get up early to find out who's doing well at the Shell Houston Open. But, uh, you know, we got a chance to work some of the majors and the right Cup, and it was just great fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. That was it was a good time. About you know, I think about the Ryder Cup coming back to Whistling Straits, and I think about some of those places that I perched myself on to do some play by play. I mean, you're almost <laughs> a billy goat climbing around that golf course if you're not in the fairway. It's pretty that's, wild. That's one. That's one tough walk out there. You can get hurt walking up and down some of those slopes. I mean, they were severe, and and what they have is the land of ten thousand bunkers. And 
that you could ask yep. DJ about that coming. Yeah, in. right. The bunkers yeah. are but perhaps not. We got to work that broadcast together too. Yeah, that was yeah, a good that time. Was yep. Great fun. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Mitch, I wanted to uh, again wanted to bring you on to, to hit this distance topic because uh, you know as Bob and I were talking, we said we had to reach out to Mitch and see what he's heard, and lo and behold, you actually got a letter from the USGA. Tell us a little bit about how that went down. I did. I got a letter, and they uh, they were soliciting input from it, what it said was all all current former yeah, USJ champions as part of the research project. Interesting that they did the same thing in 2002. Do you remember when that letter came out? And what they said was, "We got a problem. We need to, you know, we don't think that any further distance gains are going to be beneficial to the game." And yet, you look back and see, you know, what's going on with driving distances today, even opposed to 2002, and it's, it's a different game, guys. So, so what, so what do you, what do you think? Back. What what do you think took him so long from 2002? Now we're at 2020. Um, you know, a couple of years ago they started uh, started this this research and that kind of thing. Why did it take so long? Um, Bob, I, I really I have I have no good answer for that. I can tell you this: that the game has changed dramatically. You know, what used to be a game of of consummate skill and judgment. And, and it's, I wrote back to him. I wrote back a pretty lengthy letter back to the USGA. And, and I tried to, uh, you know, illuminate some of the things that I grew up in the, in the game that, that I learned to play. Um, I think the game right now requires far less skill to play than it used to play. And I'm not one of these guys that says, Hey, back in the day or back when I was a kid or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's more like basketball right now. You know, you look at the NBA. Everybody carries it. Everybody palms. Everybody travels. There's no three seconds. You're either a dunker or a three-point shooter. You know, the game has just lost a lot of its, to me, a lot of its beauty and a lot of its skill. And it's the same thing with golf. You know, guys could go out there now and, and when, you know, I look back in 1990, Tom Pertzer was a leading driver on the tour. You get any idea how far he hit it? 1990, 30 years ago. I'm going to say 265. Uh, well, it was actually 279 something. Oh, okay. Okay, that was the that was the longest hitter out there. When I first started playing golf, the rule book in the back of the rule book it had a it, it had a recommended yardage for each of the for the bars, and it said that anything over 475 was a par five. And any hole that was 500 yards, it was debatable whether you could get there or not because big hitters were hitting the thing 260. And so you had to hit it. You had to just to nuke it twice in a row. Well, you get a 500 yard par uh, par four right now. These guys that hit it at 340, they got 160 left. They're hitting a nine iron. Is that good for the game? I, I really don't think so. Mm. And I go back. I was trying to think of what hole it was. You know, Bob. I used to. You know, I rooted for your dad like crazy. And I remember, you know, watching him at down at Doral. And there's a par three on the back nine. I'm wanting to say it's around 12 or 12 or 13 or something. Where I remember those guys used to hit four woods at it, three woods, two oh, yeah. irons, maybe. Yeah. The guys are hitting five and six iron now. And I'm thinking to myself, is, is that good for golf? They don't have to have all the shots anymore. Most of the players, they have one shot. They just they bomb it 100 miles in the air, and it just goes straight. And when I was when I was younger, I, I, fortunately, I got a chance to play with Johnny Miller at BYU. And he's the only player that I ever saw it, in that era whose natural shot was a straight ball. He had to go out there and try to work at the shape at one direction or the other. Today, if you go stand on the range at any tour event or any high-level amateur event, the balls all go straight. And because they go straight, guys just swing out of their gourd at it hard. And I, 
I joke about this all the time, but if you watch any golf on TV, you'll watch a guy swing just as hard as a nine iron or a wedge as he does with his driver. And what's the first thing out of his mouth? Go. You know, they just, they, you know, get up, go. They're, they're just lashing at it. Now, other than Tiger Woods, I'm going to throw this back at you guys. Other than Tiger Woods, what player on the tour right now shapes the ball, works it in there, and gets it whole high, a really high percentage of the time? Is there anybody else? I think, I can't put, think, of anybody. I think he put Phil in that shot makers group. Well, he, he's he almost 50. Work, but he, does, he doesn't but he doesn't have the touch. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just working the ball. He did, he doesn't get the ball whole high, like around the hole, like, like Tiger does. And when I grew up, you know, playing, I think the best iron, best iron player I ever saw was Johnny Miller. The second best iron player I ever saw was Taylor. Irwin. You know, I got a chance to watch Hogan play a little bit and I got a chance to play with, with, with Billy Casper and with Arnold Palmer and Jack Nichols. But, you know, and I've and I played with Colin Morikawa a couple of years ago when they had the U.S. Amateur down there in, in Southern California in the Walker Cup and got a chance to play with him and, you know, some events leading up to that down there. And he's a great young man and a terrific player. But he's just, he just, he hits at 100 miles and the ball's not moving a lot and they got one shot. I mean, really, you could give these guys four or five clubs and they'd shoot the same score no matter, no matter where you put them. Give them a driver. You know, eight iron, nine iron, and a couple of wedges and a putter. Okay, Mitch Vo just joining us here on Real Golf Radio. But let me ask you this, Mitch, because I guess what what we're trying to decide is distance bad for the it, the way the distance is going. Is it bad for the game of golf? Um, I, I only say that because it, to me, golf is in the best place it's ever been. When you look at it from a professional standpoint, the guys. Uh, from a pro- professional standpoint, are making more money than they've ever made. There's more people attending golf tournaments. There's more sponsors out there. Uh, there's better TV coverage. You know, the, the multimedia from TV to print to social, digital, everything. I mean, it's it's really fascinating. And, and you're, golf is attracting more and more athletes. Uh, the Tony Finales of the world, guys that have options of playing other sports and they choose Golf, uh, the amateurs, uh, I get it that the game, you know, when if you take certain numbers, the, the game is a bit stagnant and has been for years. But, uh, you know, advances in equipment, the, the equipment businesses are making more money. Guys seem to be purchasing more equipment and playing. more. I know out here, at least around us, the golf clubs are full where we went through years where, you know, we were trying to do anything to get memberships to fill up. So for, for looking at all of that. Um, golf seems to be in a great place. So while it maybe isn't the same workability or have the same um, art maybe to it that it had in the past, does that necessarily mean that it's, quote, bad? Well, let's, let's put it this way. The game is merchandised well. The economy's good right now. All the things that, that give guys more spare time to go play. A couple of days ago, Colt Nose decided to hang them up. All right? Yep. Why? Remember what he said? He says, I can't keep up with the distance these guys hit it anymore. Do you think you're yeah. going to see any more Tom Kites or Corey Pavins or even Mike Reeds? Are you going to see those guys out there flourishing on the tour anymore? No. What you're going to see is guys that just play smash and grab golf. They just bomb away, and that's the game. And, I'll, you know, is, is that good for the game? I don't know. If, if, if hitting it longer was, was the answer, why do we go, go away from the British golf ball? Yeah, you know, small you ball. Get Twenty yeah. yards further. The, the small ball. Yeah, yeah, just go to the small. Just go to the small ball. Right. You, know, you just pick up an easy 20, 30 yards. 
Obviously, the USGA at the time didn't think that was the answer, so they outlawed that, and they went to one ball. But I think if, if you look at the game right now, I, I, I just think that the game itself, I'm not talking about merchandising on TV or who's making money off of the deal. We're talking about long-term growth effects of the game, what you're going to do with, with, you know, with agronomy and, and taking care of you know, maintenance and golf courses and buying the land and moving bunkers back and, and adding new tees. You know, you can ask yourself the same question. Is baseball better off with a smaller strike zone that they have right now, you know, going from the waist basically to the knees instead of from, from the armpits to the knees and with a juiced up baseball? Now you get banjo hitters that are hitting 25 home runs a year. <laughs> Pop flies go to the warning track. Right? <laughs> hey, on, on that note, on that note, Mitch, hang on. We got to take a break. Stick with us because when we come back, I want to ask you about that. You brought up baseball, and baseball is a really good example with some bifurcation. Guys in the pros, they're hitting, you're using wooden bats. It's a different kind of thing than what you're playing in, in the amateur game. And I want to ask you about that. And, and what are some other, what are some other uh, potential things besides, I, I, let, let's talk about a equipment and then let's talk about some other things that might be there to remedy this distance mitch vogis 91 u.s amateur champ joining us right here on real golf radio stay tuned more on this discussion next I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. 
Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Continuing our conversation with Mitch Voges. He's a 1991 U.S. Amateur champ. And, uh, you know, Mitch, when, when we, I, the first time, when we first started this show 20 years ago, which is hard to believe, I remember we took an opportunity to go down to Southern California and we stopped in at your Max Out Golf Lab. And I was fascinated. Always been a bit of an equipment junkie. And, and I remember going in there and I didn't know anything about what you were talking about. It was a bit of a foreign language for me at the time. And you're talking about spin rates and launch angles. And I'm just like, I know, but how far did I hit it? And you're like, no, look, you know, if you get the spin rate into this zone and your launch angle into this zone, and that was kind of the first I had really heard about it. Not that it wasn't out there, but it wasn't as readily available to the, the general golf population, certainly as it is today uh, with all of the different kinds of uh, uh, launch monitor equipment that we have more readily available what what have you seen equipment wise uh in changes and evolution even from like 20 years ago during your max out golf days to what we're seeing today and and uh do you think equipment is is the is the cause or effect of what we're seeing on the on the distance brian you know those are those are good questions and and when i started max out golf i was about i don't know probably seven or eight years ahead of the industry we built our own launch monitor we were the first guys fitting you know, when I first opened up, the first day I opened up, I had 125 different shafts and I had different CGs at heads and along with different lofts. And we had 30 different golf balls to try from because I could see the direction that the game was going. Didn't necessarily like it, but I thought, you know, I could, if you're going to stay ahead of the game, you need to be thinking about what's going on. And that's where speed spin and launch. And, you know, I, I have, I don't know, seven or eight different patents covering all that stuff. And now the entire industry, that's how you fit. And that's, that's all you hear on TV. But it's important to get the right combination. Now, here's what's happened. The golf, the golf shaft is gone from the 130-gram steel shaft. Now guys are playing shafts, even on the tour, as light as 40 and 50 grams. The golf clubs are longer. The heads are much larger and more forgiving. So consequently, it's pretty hard to hit the ball offline, for, I think, for most you know decent players. And the balls don't curve. So if that's the case, I might as well just swing out of my heels and just hit it as hard as I can because there's not much penalty. I'll give you another idea. We, you know, we played, uh, I, I broadcast a PGA championship from Baltus Raw. And uh, I walked the practice round with Mark Brooks, former PGA champion, great player. And he only carried the ball about 230 yards. Most of the holes out there were 460. 
which means if he hit it in the rough, he still had 230 left. And with cross bunkers in front of the most of greens, he didn't have any chance to get the ball on the green on that second shot. Now, after the first two rounds, John Daly led the tour or led the tournament in driving distance at 343 yards. He was dead last in accuracy, hitting fairways, hitting the fairways, but hitting the pitching wedge from 120 yards out of the rough. He was number one in greens regulation hit. I don't think that's the way that that the, the governing bodies of golf want to see the game go. And unfortunately, that's kind of where it is. You know, today, most guys don't care about hitting the fairways. They just want to hit, as, as Bill says, I want to hit bombs. And I think because these guys are so good around the greens with the little flop wedges and 60-degree and 64-degree wedges, they all get it up and down seemingly every time. You just can't give these guys a gnarly enough lie where they can't hit that thing out and it lands like a ping-pong ball. So, so what is the... You know, we've talked about technology. We talked about, you know, you you mentioned shafts and and heads on clubs and and that kind of thing. You know, you you've also got to look at that the players, their physical characteristics and their their abilities. You know, we've got stronger, faster guys now playing the game that are that are playing this game. And then you've also got to look at golf courses and how golf courses are maintained and manicured and that kind of thing. Um, there's got to be things that we can do as far as the golf course is concerned, whether it's uh, deeper rough, whether it's narrower fairways, whether it's must, much firmer greens that require be- shots out of the fairways to, to hold. We've, we've got to figure out some things we can do and not just blame it on the golf ball or blame it on the club. I agree with that 100%. And, and agronomy certainly has a, you know, a lot to do with that. I've played and then I've broadcast a whole bunch of events in the British Open. And sometimes over there, you see the ball roll 100 yards down the fairway, and that changes everything. So guys hit irons, no reason to hit a driver anymore. It's just a low burner out there and watch it hit front. I think what needs to happen is, is two or three things. They have to slow the golf course down. I think they need, to, they, they need softer fairways. They need longer grass on the fairways. I think that the, the skill set required to, to work the ball into the greens, I think, is it's going to be increased if you make if you make it more punitive if a guy misses the green. So the first thing I would do if I if you may be governor for a day, I'd make fifty four degrees the maximum loft you can have on your on your sand wedge. That way, if you had deep rough around the green and you hit into that, you didn't know whether the ball was going to go runner across the green or go three or four feet. And if that's <laughs> the case, then a guy's going to be more careful off the tee. You know, you need to get the ball in play. You can't just just bomb away, bomb and gouge golf is what they call it now, but. I would certainly, I would certainly do that by putting a limit on the loft in the club. When I, again, going back when I was a kid, fifty-four degrees was the sandwich. That's that's what you had, and consequently, when you missed a green, you were busy, and you couldn't just reliably get it up and down or think you're going to hold it all the time if, if if you missed it. The second thing I'd do is I'd go back and make the ball spinnier. I'd get back now where where you know where guys were hitting it like they used to. You know, when I started max out golf, the average launch angle was 10 degrees, and I think the ball spin rate was about 130, uh, 3,500 RPMs. And so you'd see those shots. Remember in the old days, you'd, <laughs> you'd see Arnold Palmer hit that low shot, and then it looked like it'd stair step and climb. You don't see that yeah. anymore. Guys hit rainbows. You know, and the balls now today don't curve, so you don't hook and slice as much. Well, if you gave these guys, used to be that phrase you'd heard where they say that the woods are full of long hitters. Now everybody, the ball goes straight. You can't hardly hit it offline. You can hit it on the toe. You can hit it on the heel. You can hit it high. Hit it low on the face. They just, they just nuke. 
I'm 70 years old. I had a three-level fusion on my back. They want me to have another five-level fusion. With today's equipment, I still go out there and hit a 280, and I rarely miss a fairway. <laughs> I couldn't hit it that far when I was a kid. But, you know, it's just a question of what's going on. So I think you need to rein in the length of the driver. The size of the driver that I used when I won the Amateur 91 it is essentially the same size my three-wood is today and the same length. So I think you need to rein back the, the equipment length. I think you need to rein back uh, the golf ball, certainly make it make it spin more so that it curves so you can't just, just flail away with reckless abandon. I think that the, the fairways need to be softened a little bit. And I would, uh, as I said, I would go and put a limit on how much loft you can have on a sand wedge to make recoverability much more difficult. When's the last time you saw a guy chip with a six, seven or eight iron or four iron? Just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So Mitch, and so when, the, the it, amount of the amount of skills that you have to work on right now are greatly reduced. You just work on a flop shot around the green, and you just and you and you fall away. Listen, nobody nobody's going to argue it doesn't take skill and strength and timing and athleticism to hit the ball long ways, but everybody now does it. And it used to be when the heads were smaller and you know and the ball didn't go as far and it curved. You could you could. I mean, you could go out there and pinpoint the guys that were really skilled ball strikers. And there was a, there was a big dichotomy between those guys and the guys that were kind of scraping it around. So, Mitch, when, on, on these rules, when you say governor for the day, would you do this over the entire game of golf, or do you think this is specifically for the best players that you're, that you're seeing in the highest amateur uh, championships and the PGA Tour and major championships? Well, you know, Brian, you were talking right before the break. You mentioned about baseball, right? Um, you know, if you gave these Major League Baseball players right now with these juiced-up baseballs, you gave them an aluminum bat. <laughs> you remember Rick Dempsey, a guy who used to play for the uh, for Orioles, right? He's a friend of mine. He told me one time he was a third-base coach for the Dodgers. And right after they had the uh, the big baseball strike and they then they ended up with everybody hitting 75 home runs and all that stuff, the balls were just missiles then. And he told me, he says, Mitch, he says, I, I'm afraid to stand in the third base box anymore. He says, I get killed and not even know what hit me. And I think if you look at the game of golf right now and you said, wait a minute, it, it, you know, the term is bifurcation. Should the pros play with a different set of rules? It hasn't, it hasn't shut down baseball. They can't use metal bats. They use wooden bats. Mm-hmm. And I think if you went out there and you said, here's a tournament ball. Now, you know, every company can make a tournament ball. Everybody can you know, can make clubs that are conforming. We've all had to do that. You know, I think the USJ missed the boat when they went back to the, to the putting standards. If you, you just talk about that, Billy Casper's method right now would be illegal because he put his left hand, the back of his left hand against his left thigh. Jack Nicholas had his right elbow pressed against his, his right rib cage. That was okay. I mean, it didn't make any sense to, to, to make those decisions to outlaw long putters. But when it comes to, to how far the ball goes now, what happens with the golf courses? You know, it's like I wrote to them, you know, that the horse really is out of the barn, but it really should be reined back. The game isn't going to be any less exciting. In fact, I think it'll be more so if you saw guys, you know, back there hitting, you know, four woods into par fours again or having to hit long irons, whereas now it's, you know, it's driving short iron every hole. To me, that's boring to watch. I don't enjoy watching that. And it's driving me away as a spectator. You know, you you brought up that story, and I, I remembered a story. It was Ray Knight who played with the Cincinnati Reds. They won the the World Series, and he said they they went over to play in some Japanese baseball events. He said he brought out a brand-new glove, and George Foster, who was their big hitter on 
uh, on the Reds, hits a ball at him, and he's playing third base, and it's a brand-new glove, stitching everything, brand-new glove. He went to he went to catch the ball and it tore the webbing right out of it and Foster hit it with a with an aluminum bat, tore the webbing right out yeah. of it and it was a brand new glove so the velocity of the ball was was crazy so by you saying that you know that that bifurcation I think there needs to come a point in time, you know they're calling it a local rule now for the PGA Tour that's that's just semantics and and bifurcation but there needs to come a point in time where the one percent or less than one percent that are the best and elite players in the game, you can do some things to kind of roll things back for them. As far as the regular public's concerned, I find it really hard for people to want to stay in the game if their stuff's going to be rolled back as well. You know, I got another really good story for you. The last time I tried to qualify for U.S. Open, I was playing with uh, a set of Australian blades. I don't know if you know what they look like, but it's a very thin top line, very compact, small bladed uh, iron head. And I was uh, sitting on a bench waiting for a par three green to clear. And I was playing with two young guys who were playing mini tours and trying to make their, their living playing golf. And the guy looked over at me and he said, can I see that club for a minute? I had happened to be a seven iron. The guy looked at it and he goes, man, I wish I was good enough to play with these. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, man, I wish the rules made you. <laughs> You know, and I don't, I don't disparage anybody. Today's clubs, the iron heads are bigger. They got perimeter weighting. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're huge. They're easy to hit. They're fun to get in the air. I mean, everybody can play. That's great. We need more guys playing the game, and it doesn't have to be where you just feel like you're getting bludgeoned on every swing. But at the highest levels for tournament players, I think that skills should be reinforced rather than than technology. And I think technology, the, the pendulum has swung too far the other way. If well, everybody can hit it straight. If you go out, you go out there now, everybody on the range hits it straight. Not too many people even try to work it. Maybe just a little fade here, a tiny draw there. But but they got one shot, and that's all they play. And I, I just think that the game is the game has gone too much to ring in the the bell at the county fair. And I don't think that's good for the game long term. Hey, Mitch, we appreciate you sharing your thoughts and insights and uh, your response to the USGA when they wrote you that letter uh, as part of the study, and I guess we'll continue to see how this evolves. But uh, sure, appreciate it. It's always good to hear your voice, man. Gentlemen, you guys are the best. I appreciate it. you got a great show. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Take care. There you go. Mitch Vogis, 1991 U.S. Amateur champ. Uh, just really good guy. Bit of a pioneer in the club fitting, as I said, and uh, certainly yep. a, a great broadcaster as well uh, through, the, through the years in major championships. We'll take a break. More Real Golf Radio continues next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Stay tuned. We're not going to announce the winners just yet. Coming up shortly, about 10 minutes from now. No big deal. Hey, it's brought to you by Odyssey and their new triple track putters. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And uh, by the way, before we go any further in this great distance debate, this is is Twitter gold right here. I just can't keep waiting. 
on and on and on if you haven't seen it on twitter you really got to do so sam harrop at sam underscore golf uh penning that one he says uh, many of you know by now my love is uh that love music is my first love though golf's pretty high to be fair so i decided to pen an ode to tony Finau, set to the tune of an ario speedwagon classic um so anyway check it out tony was great he actually saw it and he said uh i just saw this it's too good i feel the love my man stay patient and i'll be waiting for the remix after the next win uh hashtag team Finau. so um anyway yeah if you, you give that That's a listen awesome. and give it a retweet we retweeted it out at real golf uh as well but uh i, I thought it, and it goes on it, it was some great one-liners in there but. you know what you know what i liked about tony after after that he said if people think that i'm going to be upset and it, this is going to this is going to kill me for a long time they don't know Fino, tony Finau. That's he's the point. kind of guy he's the kind of guy that lets stuff just roll right off his back and uh, Tony's the kind of guy that will be better for it from learning, being into the competition and having another chance to win. 100%. I'm right there with you. So, all right, Bob, we got to wrap up this uh, great distance debate discussion for today. Yep. Uh, there is, of course, no way we could cover all of the material uh, as far as what is it that uh, is the, the cause, and, and that'll be debated. Uh, what is the solution? That's going to continue to be debated. What are the impacts and ramifications on said solution? Well, that's that you know that this literally could cha- change the trajectory of the game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Does the game need to have a trajectory change? I, and I guess we've said okay. Uh, here, here are the reasons. So the caddy says that uh, the distances between green to tee. So when you yep. finish up on a green on the PGA Tour, you might have to walk 100 yards or 80 yards to the to the tee box instead of... Or 200 yards. Yeah, because the, the tee box was originally made to be right next to the other green. Now it has to be way back in order to accommodate these tour players. So you're going to add another 30 minutes to your round just from the extra walking yep. required due to the extra distance put into the golf course. He also said that if you change the equipment, um, that the spin, make the ball spinnier, which is something that uh, Mitch Vo just said, um, mm-hmm. is to make the ball spinner if you somehow did that or you changed the length of the drivers or you did some of those things the caddy contended that the players would be governed by the equipment in in, in other words the the equipment wouldn't allow you to i guess fully utilize your strength like you right. can now and I, I think phil mickelson said something similar this week didn't he he did you know he was talking about the old the older golf balls that were that were wound wound golf balls when when the guys that were the strongest would really try to hit it hard and swing at that golf ball, they'd, they'd increase the spin on the golf ball 3,400, 3,500 RPMs. But with the advent of the solid core golf ball, they can go ahead and swing at it as hard as they want, and the golf ball is only going to get to 1,200 to 1,500 RPMs. It's going to launch higher, and it's and it's going to reduce the, the, the drag of the golf ball. So um, – so yeah, there are some things that they can probably do with the golf ball to to limit it so or make it spinnier so that guys can't go at it as hard as they are. 
Yeah, you have to be a little more smooth with it, right? It becomes a little bit more yeah. about your club path. and Right. Um, but you know what? These guys are so good. I feel like they'd find a way anyway. They will. Absolutely they will. And guess what? If manufacturers had to start tweaking the way the driver was made in order to accommodate, you know, instead of further distance. They've we're had gonna, to always. Right. They, they'll continue to evolve. They're, they're smart. Yeah. They're, and that's what, they're, that's what their whole business is made of. So and I thought Brandel Chambly... When you talk about consequences, Brandel Chambly had some great stuff to say when he said, look, you, you, you talk about if you, if you go to poker and somebody has, you know, a straight flush in their hand and, mm-hmm. you, and somebody says, you know what, let's just go ahead and reshuffle the deck and start over. Um, now, Jaime Diaz, who joined the show last week, he, he said, you know, to be fair, that's not what the USGA is saying. But Brandel argued that that's, in fact, what they were saying, because you take a, yeah. a Callaway golf, for instance, and they have uh, they've invested in the best engineers for research and development. They've put the best marketing team together they can. They've gone out and got a tour team put together that are going to represent and market their product. And and they put it all out there with with this technology that does these amazing, great things. Well, all of a sudden, somebody's going to come in and say, yeah, you can't do that anymore anymore scrap it start over level the playing field and and i think there's you know i just don't think that somebody can go and do that i don't think you can at this point all of a sudden and you heard the caddy at the very end he said i don't know if you're going to get the horse back in the barn that's yeah that's where this becomes a challenge now maybe we don't but maybe we just keep it from continuing to increase to where now guys are hitting 400 yard drives with some regularity does that sound i mean in your mind you have to think wow if guys are suddenly hitting at 400 yards that's a problem right Oh, yeah. It's definitely a problem. And if we say that, that golf companies are going to continue to push the levels of distance with equipment, and if we're seeing that tour pros are going to continue to push the level of, of distance with their athleticism and fitness and strength, and golf courses are going to continue to be able to, through, through technology in, uh, in, in the way that machinery is done and chemicals and fertilizers and that Agronomy type of thing. and everything, yeah. Perfect. They're going to be able to continue to get better and better. Is it not far-fetched to think we might see 400-yard drives in professional golf oh, in the yeah. next decade? Well, well, and we've seen 400-yard drives before, but they're few and far between. You know, the perfect situations, downwind, um, you know, probably playing over in, in the British Isles. You know, some of those golf courses get baked out a little bit, and you get the ball, and you hit it, hit it and get it running, and, and, and it's going to go a long ways. You know, some of these guys can hit three woods and – Five woods, 300 yards off the tee. They can hit seven irons, you know, 190 to 200 yards. It's pretty crazy with the strength of these the, these players and what they're able to do with a golf ball. But, but mind you, these are the elite players in the game and in the world. And they're basing everything with this distance, getting out of whack on these elite players. Mm-hmm. They're not basing it on the whole – of the golfing industry. Yeah. Come to a regular driving range and watch a lot of guys hitting the ball all over the lot and not everybody getting it up in the air and going 300 yards. There's no question. Well, we'll continue to talk about this so much to get to love to hear your thoughts at real golf is our Twitter. Uh, Hit us up. Tell us what you think about this debate. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're announcing the winners of our Maverick drivers right here on real golf radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This 
is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You Into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You Into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio as we wrap up hour number two. And all right, all right, we're ready. We're going to do it now. We've been waiting. This is the big moment, and uh, we're excited to, to pass along the winners of the new Maverick Drivers from Callaway Golf. And uh, those uh, winners followed us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Golf Radio, as well as on Twitter at Real Golf. They also retweeted it and tagged friends, and uh, this is uh, and commented, this is, this is cool stuff. All right, Bob, yeah. are we going to start with, uh, let's start with Instagram. Okay, Hang on a second. I got something for you here. You ready to announce the Instagram winner? You got it. Okay, here we go. Wait a minute. There it is. And the winner All right. from Instagram is Eric Ferner. 
Eric so Ferner. Eric Ferner, Fern Dog, THP. All right. Get you the old Real Golf Radio sound effect for that one. Boom, you're going to be hitting bombs go. with your new Maverick driver. Congratulations, Eric Ferner, who won on Instagram. All right, it's time for Facebook. Let's go with Facebook, Bob. Wait, let me give you the drum roll. Okay. Here we go. From Facebook at Real Golf Radio, our winner of the Maverick driver is... From Lincoln, Nebraska, Nathaniel Wayne Allen. Nathaniel Wayne Allen. Boom. All right. Congratulations. Sweet. They're getting a new Maverick driver. All right. And finally, <laughs> from Twitter, at Real Golf, our winner of the fi- third and final Maverick driver is... It's Larry. At Golf. Oh, we gave you an extra L-R-E. one. Golf L-R-E. Larry is the winner. Congratulations. Where's Larry from? He's from Colorado, Centennial, Colorado. All right. Congratulations. Thanks to everybody for entering. We appreciate it. And uh, just remember to follow us on all of our social media channels for more contests in the future. Thanks to all of our guests, for our producer, Dave Glauser, Bob Casper, and Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf. It's been real. 